Sermons 113 and 114, Commentary in the Gospel of Luke, Sermons 111 through 125, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by R. Payne Smith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Luke 17, 1 through 6. Verse 1. It is impossible but that offenses come. What are the offenses which Christ mentions as being in every way certain to happen? Offenses, then, are of two kinds, for some are against the glory of the Supreme Being, and assail that substance which transcends all, as far at least as regards the purpose of the contrivers of them, while other offenses happen from time to time against ourselves, and proceed no further than to the injury of some of the brethren, who are our partners in the faith, for whatever heresies have been invented, and every argument which opposes itself to the truth, resist really the glory of the supreme Godhead, by drawing away those who are caught therein from the uprightness and exactness of the sacred doctrines. And such were the offenses concerning which the Saviour himself again somewhere said, Woe to the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, but woe to that man by whom the offence cometh. For offences of this kind, caused, I mean, by unholy heretics, are not levelled against some single individual, but are aimed rather against the world, that is, against the inhabitants of the whole earth. And the inventors of such offences the blessed Paul rebukes, saying, but in thus sinning against the brethren, and wounding their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. And that such offences might not prevail over the faithful, God somewhere spake unto those who are the ambassadors of the upright word of truth, and skilful in teaching it, saying, Go through my gates, and make a pathway for my people, and cast away the stones out of the way and the Saviour has attached a bitter penalty against those who lay such stumbling-blocks in men's road. Perhaps, however, these are not the offences here referred to, but those, rather, which very frequently from human infirmity happen between friends and brethren, and the accompanying discourse which immediately follows these opening remarks and which speaks of our pardoning the brethren in case they ever sin against us leads us to the idea that these were the offences meant. And what, then, are these offences? Mean and annoying actions, I suppose, fits of anger, whether on good grounds or without justification, insults, slanders very frequently, and other stumbling-blocks akin and similar to these. Such, he says, must needs come. Is this, then, because God, who governs all, obliges men to their commission? away with the thought for from him comes nothing that is evil yea rather he is the fountain of all virtue why then must they happen plainly because of our infirmity for in many things we all of us stumble as it is written nevertheless there will be woe he says to the man who lays the stumbling blocks in the way for he does not leave indifference in these things without rebuke but restrains it rather by fear of punishment. Nevertheless, he commands us to bear with patience those who occasioned them. Verse 4. If seven times in the day he sin against thee. 
For if he says he who sins against thee repent, and acknowledge his fault, thou shalt forgive him, and that not once only, but very many times. For we must not show ourselves deficient in mutual love, and neglect forbearance, because any one is weak, and again and again offends but must rather imitate those whose business it is to heal our bodily maladies, and who do not tend a sick man once only or twice, but just as often as he chances to fall ill. For let us remember that we also are liable to infirmities, and overpowered by our passions, and such being the case, we pray that those whose duty it is to rebuke us, and who possess the authority to punish us, may show themselves kind to us and forgiving it is our duty therefore having a common feeling for our mutual infirmities to bear one another's burdens for so we shall fulfil the law of christ and observe also that in the gospel according to matthew peter makes the inquiry how oft shall my brother sin against me and i forgive him and thereupon the lord tells the apostles that though he sin seven times in the day, that is, frequently, and shall us often acknowledge his fault, thou shalt forgive him. Verse 5. The apostles said unto the Lord, Add unto us faith. That which necessarily gives joy to the soul of the saints is not the possession of transitory and earthly goods, for they are corruptible and easily lost but of such rather as render those that receive them reverend and blessed, even the spiritual graces which are God's gift. And of these one of special value is faith, by which I mean the having been brought unto a belief in Christ, the Saviour of us all, which also Paul recognized as being the chief of all our blessings. For he said that without faith it was impossible ever to have pleased God, for by it the elders obtained their testimony. Observe, therefore, the holy apostles, emulating the conduct of the saints of old time. For what do they ask of Christ? Add unto us faith. They do not ask faith simply, lest thou shouldest imagine them to be without faith, but they rather ask of Christ an addition to their faith, and to be strengthened therein. For faith partly depends upon ourselves, and partly is the gift of the divine grace. For the commencement of it depends upon ourselves, and to maintain confidence and faith in God with all our power. But the confirmation and strength necessary for this comes from the divine grace. For which reason, because all things are possible with God, the Lord says that all things are possible unto him that believeth, for the power which comes unto us through faith is of God. And knowing this, the blessed Paul also says in the first epistle to the Corinthians, For to one is given through the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith in the same Spirit. Thou seest that he has placed faith also in the catalogue of spiritual graces and this the disciples requested they might receive of the Saviour, contributing also that which was of themselves. And he granted it unto them after the fulfillment of the dispensation, by the descent upon them of the Holy Ghost. For before the resurrection their faith was so feeble, 
that they were liable even to the charge of littleness of faith for the saviour of all was sailing once for instance with the holy apostles upon the lake or sea of tiberius and purposely permitted himself to fall asleep and when a violent storm agitated the surge and raised a mighty wave against the vessel they were greatly troubled so that they even roused the lord from sleep saying master save us we perish and he it says arose and rebuked the waves and changed the savageness of the tempest into a calm but he greatly blamed the holy apostles saying where is your faith for they ought not to have been troubled in any respect whatsoever when the sovereign of the universe was present with them at whom all his works tremble and shake and if we must add a further and similar example i will mention one he commanded the holy apostles to go on board the vessel and precede him unto the opposite side of the lake and they of course did too and when they had rowed it says about thirty furlongs they see jesus walking on the sea and were greatly terrified imagining that they saw a spectre but when he called out unto them saying it is i be not afraid peter said if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water and he said come and having leaped down from the ship he began to walk unto him but when it says he saw the wind and the wave he was terrified and beginning to sink he cried out lord help me and he saved him in his danger but again rebuked him saying o thou of little faith wherefore didst thou doubt and that at the season of the passion when the band of soldiers and wicked officers came to seize jesus they all forsook him and fled and peter also denied him being terrified at the maidservant is well known thou hast seen the disciples while still possessed of but little faith now wonder at them when they had obtained an increase of their faith from christ the saviour of us all he commanded them not to depart from jerusalem but to wait for the father's promise until they should be clothed with power from on high but when the power from on high had descended upon them in the shape of fiery tongues even the grace which is through the holy ghost then indeed they became bold and manly and fervent in the spirit so as even to despise death and to count as nothing the dangers with which they were threatened from unbelievers yea and then too they became able to work miracles but that to be confirmed in the faith is a great and special grace the lord chose by saying verse six if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed hot that is and fervent ye might have said to the sycamine tree be thou uprooted in the sea and it would have obeyed you for he who confides in christ trusts not to his own strength but rather assigns to him the power of performing all things from him then confessedly comes the accomplishment of all good things in men's souls but they nevertheless must prepare themselves to receive this great grace for if the power of faith remove that which is fixed and rooted in the ground one may say absolutely that there is nothing so immovable as that faith cannot shake it if its removal be required the earth accordingly was shaken when the apostles were praying 
as the acts of the apostles record and so on the other hand faith stays those things which are in motion as the rapid course of a running river and the ceaseless way of the lights which move in heaven this however we must carefully notice that god does not excite an empty astonishment or vain wondering but that such things are far from the divine substance which is free from pride and boasting and altogether true for the sole good and safety of mankind and this i say that no one may expect from sacred faith and the divine power useless changes for instance of the elements or the removal of mountains and plants nor give way to impiety as though the word were not true if these things come not so to pass nor again count faith weak if it cannot accomplish such things let the thing be but useful for some real benefit and the power will not be wanting end of sermons one hundred thirteen and one hundred fourteen